biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thanks for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Today, we're going to take a look at what happened in the NFC Week 8 matchup. Let's start with the biggest game. The biggest game. Tom Brady and the Bucks faced the tough task of traveling to New Orleans this week, and even after trailing 10-3 at the half, it was nothing they couldn't handle. Here's Locked On Bucks and Locked On Saints with more. James Yarko here from the Locked On Bucks podcast, talking about the Buccaneers' loss to the New Orleans Saints, 36-27. to The Superdome continues to be a house of horrors for the Buccaneers, at least in the regular season. but. Tom Brady throws for over 300 yards, has four touchdowns for the 38th time in his career. However, he has three brutal turnovers, the final one being the Michael Myers-style kill shot by P.J. Williams that was returned for a touchdown with less than two minutes to play. Like Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street, this game is going to haunt the Bucs moving forward. They're still in first place in the NFC South, but now... The New Orleans Saints are nipping at their heels and hold the tiebreaker. The story of this game was penalties, like Dr. Gordon sawing his foot off inside of a locked bathroom to try to escape. The Bucs continue to hurt themselves over and over and over with penalties, giving the New Orleans Saints six first downs on calls against the defense. It was bad. It was bad in the first half. Even though the Buccaneers stormed back, they could not help themselves. It is what it is. For more on this story and all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers, make sure you check out my co-host David Harrison and I on the Locked On Bucks podcast free and on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints here. The New Orleans Saints pulling together an unprecedented and incalculable win against the reigning Super Bowl champion and division rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This comes in the same game in which they lost Jameis Winston due to a knee injury. No current update in terms of the longevity of said injury, but he was out for this game. Trevor Simeon came in in relief, and he and the rest of these playmakers on the offense made enough plays throughout, even though the third quarter was a little shaky, but the Saints' offense did enough. The Saints Deeds, though, putting it away, limiting that Tampa Bay defense uh, offense, even though they had a late surge. P.J. Williams with a big pick six at the end of the game after a field goal drive gave the Saints a two-point win, extended that to nine points, and the Saints able to put this one away. They uh, improve now to five and two, take a solid hold on the second spot in the division with an Atlanta Falcons loss earlier today. For more on this win and their matchup with the Falcons next week, make sure you're following along every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast work your team every day now everybody let's take a look at week eight's best performance the best performance hold up hold up hold up cooper rush a name that cowboys fans and now probably vikings fans will remember for a long time rush made his first nfl start on sunday in the sunday night matchup with the minnesota vikings in place of the injured Dak Prescott, Rush led the Cowboys to a comeback victory, helping them improve to 
and one on the season. Here's our Lockdown Vikings host with more on what happened. What a disaster. Oh my God. What's up, everybody? Luke Braun here from the Lockdown Really Bad Vikings podcast. And the Vikings are a, they're a catastrophe. The Vikings go into a Sunday night game. No Dak Prescott for the 6-1 uh, Dallas Cowboys. This was supposed to be a difficult test, and then no Dak Prescott was supposed to give it to you. Who is Cooper Rush? Half of Cowboys fans don't even know, but the Vikings let him take the game from him. Let him drive all the way down the field uh, at the end of the game with four minutes left to go, score a touchdown, and in 51 seconds, the Vikings can't go back. They made us stay up late for that? To throw checkdowns all day, to try to call back-to-back timeouts, get a delay of game penalty that enables the Cowboys to convert what was a third and 16, was a third and 11, and then they converted that, and then they threw a fade touchdown on the next play. This is an absolute catastrophe. This is a fireable offense. The, The coaches have... They don't have the players ready to play. The game plan was atrocious. They left Cameron Dantzler one-on-one with Amari Cooper all day. Kind of the only good matchup the Cowboys had with no Dak Prescott. That was the only way you lose that game, is leaving guys one-on-one all day. Clint Kubiak has three plays, and none of them worked, and he has nothing left. Clear it out. I'm done. Fire everybody. It's over. We're going to take a quick break, everybody, but stay here because Lockdown Now will be back, and we're going to take a look around the rest of the NFC. Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce. Now, let's take a look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Philadelphia Eagles got their offense rolling in a 44-6 victory over the still-winless Detroit Lions. Let's toss it over to Locked On Eagles with more on the big win. The Philadelphia Eagles get a 44-6 blowout win in Detroit against the Windless Lions this Sunday. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. It was the first win for the Eagles in three weeks. It was by far their most commanding win of the season. It was against the Lions, but I was really impressed by the adjustments from head coach Nick Sirianni and defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Sirianni finally committing to the run. 46 rushing attempts today, 236 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns, two each from Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts, it doesn't look like you can feature him as a passer, a guy to carry this unit. That might mean he's not the long-term QB1, but this might also mean that this is the way to be successful this season on offense is by hiding his weaknesses and running this unit through the strengths, the offensive line and this unit of running backs and fast wide receivers and tight end Dallas Goddard. On the defensive side of the ball, hats off to Jonathan Gannon, got called out this week by his best player, Fletcher Cox to be more aggressive, and he allowed this defense to play way more aggressive when it comes to the pass rush, when it comes to cornerbacks playing closer to the line of scrimmage. It resulted in six sacks. It resulted in a defensive touchdown. Hats off to the self-awareness of the coaches today to adjust and not be stubborn. It was huge in getting the Eagles to 3-5. and five. I'm Louis DiBiase, Locked On Eagles. The Panthers and Falcons battled in Atlanta, and Carolina was able to snap a four-game losing streak after a 19-13 victory. The Falcons now sit in last place in the NFC South. Here's Locked On Falcons with more. The Falcons fall to Carolina 19-13 in Week 8. I'm Aaron Freeman with Locked On Falcons. After flying high against some soft defenses for the last few weeks, the Falcons' offense was grounded against a much more formidable Panthers unit in Week 8. The offense struggled 
with Matt Ryan being held to under 150 yards passing for the first time since 2018. After two monster performances from rookie tight end Kyle Pitts, he was held to just two catches on Sunday, largely due to the presence of Panthers cornerback Stephon Gilmore making his debut with that team. Falcons will hope to bounce back next week, but will be facing another tough defense against the New Orleans Saints on the road. And it's going to be potentially tough sledding as the team may be dealing with their number one wide receiver in Calvin Ridley being out with an extended absence. Ridley was a surprise inactive against Carolina in week eight and potentially could be out for an extended period of time as he terms it dealing with trying to focus on his mental well-being and could be taking a break from football for a while. We, of course, hope Calvin gets the love and support he needs to deal with this break and deal with some issues that are much bigger than football at this current time. But for more coverage of the Atlanta Falcons football team, follow Locked on Falcons. Part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Scary or maybe not so scary, Terry McLaren struggled along with the rest of the Washington football team this week as they fell to two and six on the season after a loss to the Denver Broncos. Here's Lockdown Washington football team with more on the story. Hey, Washington football team fans, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Another Sunday has come and gone and another loss on the docket for the WFT. 17-10 to the now 4-4 Denver Broncos who snap a four-game losing streak. Washington drops to 2-6. They head to the bye. And oh, by the way, they get to host Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they return in two weeks. What did we like from this game? Well, there were a couple of things. Landon Collins on defense, a forced fumble, a sack. Very good. Good at diagnosing, good at attacking. Definitely good at playing downhill. Much better, certainly, than he was at safety. The defense overall holding Denver to less than 300 net yards. you got to win a game with that, especially if you only allow 17 points. Again, you've got to win a game. What did we not like about this team and this performance? Well, everything else. From Chris Blewett's two blocked field goals to failed conversions on fourth down, one early, one late. Taylor Heineke throwing an interception. Taylor Heineke taking a couple of terrible sacks, including one before the last interception that backed them up about 14 yards from scoring position to right on the fringe of the red zone. That cannot happen even with all the injuries that Washington has. They lost Eric Flowers. They lost Chase Roulier. That one might be more significant than the others. They were without Sam Cosme, Cornelius Lucas, and Brandon Sheriff already. Tough one for the Washington football team. They lose 17 to 10. We are free and available on all platforms. Thanks for watching Locked On Now and the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Justin Fields recorded his first 100-yard rushing game today, but it still wasn't enough to handle the 49ers. Let's hand it off to Locked On Bears. The Chicago Bears defense squandered what was Justin Fields' best performance yet in the Bears' loss to the 49ers. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears. We saw efficient passing from Justin Fields. Easy completion, some more moving pockets, some play actions, and then sprinkle in a couple of spectacular plays 
a beautiful touchdown pass rolling to his left and finding his tight end. And then the touchdown run of the season, looking like Lamar Jackson making multiple defenders miss in the backfield, getting downfield and scoring again for his team. But his defense making things way too easy for Jimmy G and the 49ers marching down the field repeatedly. And ultimately, Field and Company couldn't keep up against its own defense. Just a little bit too vulnerable on the back end for back-to-back -back weeks here. Certainly some injuries to Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, and others contributing to the defensive struggle. But some very real questions now for defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Look himself in the mirror and get that side of the ball going to catch up with the offense. All season it's been the other way around, just waiting for this offense to finally put it together. The one game they do, the defense can't hold up its end of the bargain. We'll have a lot more to break down from this game all week long, five days a week on the Locked On Bears podcast, free and available on all platforms. And that's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more National Football League news and, of course, to follow your team, make sure you make your second listen, Locked On NFL, and your team's local podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and we'll see you next time.